Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. It is great to have you here this morning at church and uh, we've been in a series called As It Is In Heaven, just talking about the importance of some things we need to know in the lead up to Easter. We've talked about creation, we've talked about the fall, we've talked about redemption, we've talked about the future to come, uh, that is coming one day when Jesus returns. And on Good Friday, a couple of days ago, we talked about the cross, and today we're going to talk about the resurrection. Jesus is alive, he is among us. It is Resurrection Sunday, a day of rejoicing. Have you ever had a situation where you're trying to figure something out, but you don't know how to do that thing because you've never done it before? Is anyone like that? You're trying to figure something out. A couple of years ago, I had an experience like that. I was replacing the stereo in Gabby, my wife's car, uh, the head unit. And so I ordered this head unit online, and it was a, a, a unit that was um, Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible, so you can have your Google Maps and your Spotify, your Beats playing in the car, and connects to your phone and all those kinds of things. A touch screen, nice big screen. And because, uh, you know, when you get a little bit older and you wear glasses, you need a bigger screen than just your mobile phone to follow the Google Maps. And so I ordered this unit. And then when I went to put it in the car, I was like, this is a problem. How am I going to get the old head unit out? Because it's like, it's a mystery. And so it's very difficult to figure out how to do it. So what do you do? You go onto Google, you go onto YouTube. I, I went to YouTube, I went replace head unit, I put in the make and the model of the car. And like 100 videos came up. I picked one and it gave me the step-by-step instructions. It said, you need these tools to undo the molding. And then there's these special screws you've got to undo. And they're a special type of screw. But thankfully, I had all the tools because I'm a handyman like that. My father-in-law's here today. Hey, Dad, I'm a handyman. Wherever you are, he's laughing right now. He knows the real truth. And uh, step-by-step instructions before you knew it. Dad was going down the road, uh, you know, listening to 90s techno music and... All things were good. Yeah. Uh, it took me a few hours. It took me like three to four hours to do it. I mean, Rick could have replaced it in like 25 minutes probably. Still took me a long time to do it, but I got it done. YouTube, Google, Cora, this new one you may have heard of, Chat, GPT. We have all these resources online today to help us to do things if we don't know how to do them. Like we can ask questions like, why did this thing happen on this day? Or how do I do that? Or why do we call this certain thing, this, this name that we call it? There's all these questions we can ask. Who invented that item? Why does that thing work the way that it works? And I want to take a quick poll right now this morning. Who this week has used something online, one of those resources, to help you to do something? A lot of people, yeah, yeah, a lot of people who've asked help from those online resources on how to, you know, complete something, finish a task, you know, find some resource online. It helps us to do something that we're not able to do. 2,000 years ago, following the death of Jesus, some disciples were also asking similar questions. What do we do now? What's happened? Where do we go from here? Is this it? Is this all it was? Is it finished now? What do we do? But there was a more immediate, more practical thing that needed to be done that a handful of of, uh, faithful and and loyal followers of Jesus went and did. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Mark 16. If you don't, the words will be on the screen. 
behind me. We pick up the story here. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so they might go to anoint Jesus' body. So they went to the tomb where Jesus was. Jesus is being buried. It's two days, three days later. And they're going to the tomb very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise. They were on their way to the tomb. And they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? Out of all the questions that were being asked at the time, and out of all the, the discussions that the disciples were having, out of all the quandary and pondery and all these types of things that was going on, these three women, the two Marys, and the Salome were asking this question, this very practical question, who is going to move the stone away so that we can go in and anoint Jesus' body with the spices and the, the burial fragrances that we traditionally do, which is our custom? Who's going to move the stone? It was a very real, practical, down-to-earth question. Who's going to move the stone? It's this huge stone that is in the way. And Today, the question they're really asking is, who is strong enough to move the stone? The question they'll ask is, who is strong enough to move the stone? And maybe, just perhaps, if you were to stop and pause in your own life, you would ask this question as well. That question resonates with you. Who is strong enough to move this stone that is in my life? There's something in your life and it's a big stone. It's something you can't move in your own strength. There's worry, there's, there's fear, there's anxiety, maybe there's loss, there's addiction, maybe there's doubts, maybe there's anger. Maybe, I don't know what it is, but there is a stone in your life and you know that you don't have the strength to move it. And you're wondering, who could move this stone in my life? As they're pondering this question, they arrive at the tomb, Matthew 16, verse 4. But when they looked up, they saw that the stone which was very large, had been rolled away. So they entered the tomb and they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on a right-hand side and they were alarmed. Do not be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene. He, is, he was crucified. He is risen. He's not here. He is not here. Another passage of translation says, Why are you looking amongst the dead for the living? Jesus is not here. They'll see the place where, you, where they laid him, but go tell his disciples, go ahead and see that he is there. He is not there, this person says to them. Can you imagine their shock? They've been worrying about how we're going to move this stone, you know, like Peter was nowhere to be seen, Andrew, all, you know, all the men. And uh, I don't think that um, there was like CrossFit or F45 gyms back then. The whole female influencer gym sort of thing hadn't happened yet. So maybe they weren't going to, come on, you guys all know what I'm talking about. Like the, 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 all the gym stuff, they hadn't, that happened. And so they wonder, who's going to happen? What's going to happen here? They get there, the stones moved away and they enter in the tomb. I think that's really brave to enter into the tomb, right? When the stones been rolled away, they enter into this tomb and there they encounter this angel that tells them, hey, Jesus is not here. I know you've come to do something amazing, anoint his body, but Christ is not here. He's risen. He's alive. And I think today we could give Jesus some praise this morning that he is alive. And as I was thinking about this passage of scripture during the week, I had this question for us. What is the stone for us in 2023? And I had some thoughts for us. And today, if you're taking notes, 
you might want to write these down. The stone Jesus moved was sin. See, the stone that keeps us in the grave is this thing called sin. And often when we talk about sin, and maybe you're at the first time you've been in church or you've never heard that terminology used before, but you know, we equate it to being bad or we equate it to doing bad things, and we, we think it's this picture of, you know, the big things murder, rape, robbery, all those types of things, assault. We, we associate sin with those things. But in essence, sin is simply humanity saying to God, I don't need you. I can do better. Sin is saying, I know how to live my best life. Sin is saying, I decide what is truth, not God's word. Sin is saying that I create my rules about what is right and wrong, not the creator of the universe. Sin is saying things like this, I am my own God. And you may have never thought of it like that, but that's what we're saying when the creator comes to earth and dies on the cross but we say to him, we know a better way to live our lives and we reject the salvation and the good news that he brings to us to keep living the life that we want to live. Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all sinned, every single one of us. We've all done that type of thing where we've said, God, I want to live life my own way. And this leaves us in a place where we can try to move the stone, the stone of sin in our life, but we realize that we can't. Is anyone like that? I came to that realization a long time ago that the areas in my life where I am kind of like pushing back against God and trying to do my own thing, I have troubles trying to have victory in moving that stone in my own strength. So what do we do? We start to believe that our good works will move the stone. If I just do a good enough things, enough good things in my life, hopefully that will move the stone. Or maybe we embrace different philosophies or, or worldviews or different religions that we think will move the stone in our life. If I just embrace these things, start to say these things, talk these things over my life, maybe that will move the stone. Or we look within. We think if I just look into myself, I've got everything that I need. I can do this through my own strength. I can move the stone. But here's the issue. We don't have the strength to move the stone. Mary and Mary and Salome knew this. They knew they couldn't move the stone. They didn't have the strength. They knew that there was no way that they could move this huge stone. And that's why they asked the question, who will move the stone? And maybe you've asked the same questions. Do I have the strength to say no to my addictions? Do I have the power, the strength to have victory in this area of my life? Do I have the strength to get out of this family cycle of depression and anxiety? Do I have the strength to not be defined by my past? Maybe you've asked the question, do I have the strength to change my life? Anyone here today would like to see change in their life? Do I have the strength to change my life? And here's the answer. You don't. You don't have the strength. You don't have what it takes. You haven't got the ability in your own life to do this. And how do I know that? Because I have not had the strength. And there are people sitting next to you who know this revelation and this truth as well, that they do not have the strength. I've tried in my own strength and I have failed. John MacArthur says this, the problem is that no matter how much we may want to, want to be free from sin, we simply do not have the power within ourselves to remove it. 
the keys to come this morning. See, no amount of self-help books, motivational conferences, philosophy, meditation, even coming and listening to a pastor preach, no amount of those types of things will ever give you the strength to move the stones in your life. No, Romans 9, 18, For I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. And I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Has anyone ever discovered that? I mean, if you've got little children, you would see that every single day of the week. They want to do good. No, I don't know about that, but they want to do good, but they can't. And they don't want to do wrong, but they do. But just pause, hold up a second. If we were to look in the mirror, that's our life too. That's my life as well. I don't, God, I don't want to do that, but for some reason I do. Lord, I would prefer to be doing this for you, but for some reason I don't. We can't move the stone, but there is one who can. Today I want to let you know that Jesus is still rolling stones. Jesus is still rolling stones. 2,000 years ago, Jesus moved the stone from his tomb. 2,000 years ago, Jesus rolled away the stone of sin from humanity. The good news of the gospel is that Christ has done for us what we could never do for ourselves. He has removed the power of sin over our lives. And this morning, there is good news. The gospel message is good news to us. Whether, whether you believe in Jesus or you don't believe in Jesus, I want to tell you this morning, it is good news to all of creation and all of humanity that Jesus is still rolling stones right here, right now. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. He is just to remove that stone of sin from our life and in its place to give us His righteousness. If we confess, and in a moment I'm going to give people an opportunity to say, Jesus, today I confess before you these areas of my life where I'm trying to live my life, where how I want to live it, but I need to start living my life how you want to live it. And I'm going to give people an opportunity to invite Jesus to remove the stone of sin from their lives and to start living a life with Him. Jesus is still rolling stones and He can release you from the tomb of sin and bring you into new life with Him. I fully and wholeheartedly believe that today. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And you want to experience new life today? You can experience it in Jesus. Hey, do you want to leave the old of your past behind? You can experience the new creation life in Jesus. Hey, do you want to have power and victory and strength to overcome sin in your life? You can experience it as a new creation person in Christ Jesus. This Easter Sunday, the question that was asked by those three women is still being asked today. Who is strong enough to move this stone? And the answer is still the same today. Jesus is. Who is strong enough to move this stone? Jesus is. He's moved it. He can move it. He will move it. He wants to move it. 
He has the power to move it. He has the authority to move it. He wants to move the stone of sin of your life. And it starts with committing our lives to following Him, obeying His teachings, allowing God to change the way that you think, allowing the Holy Spirit to guide your life, being part of a church community. And perhaps today, that's your next step. To make one of those decisions today, that's your next step. Maybe you already followed Jesus, but there's some areas of your life still captive. There's still a stone there. The resurrection power of Christ is available to you today. He can come into your life. He can come into right where you are. He can come and shine His light. He can move that stone away. The power that raised Christ from the dead is available to all who believe. Romans 8, 11. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. If you believe in Jesus today that He rose from the dead, the same power lives in you. And just as Christ, just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal body, bodies by the same Spirit living within you. This Easter, Jesus is risen. He's alive. He's rolled away the stone. He is resurrected. He is alive today. Let's close our eyes. Jesus, today, we thank you. You are alive. We thank you today, Lord Jesus, that we remember today, Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday. Today you rose again. God, I thank you, Jesus. You rolled away that stone. 